Joshua. Today, we're going to talk about love. Oh my goodness, finally. I know you have a fiancé who you obviously love very much. Can you tell me how you met? Sure. So we met in college. I had been in a sketch comedy group that she was in, and we had done like one or two classes, I think, together. I think at one point we had a professor named Chris Hansen, who here in America, there's also a show called To Catch a Predator that is also hosted by a guy named Chris Hansen. And so she made a joke about that, but I hadn't watched the show. So I just looked at her like, yeah. And she obviously thought I, you know, didn't have a lot going on in my brain. And that's kind of the meat cue. <laughs> and now you're getting married. And now we're getting married. So not not the simple answer of uh, meeting on a dating app. No, no, uh, no dating apps for us. I just sort of like never fell into them. That's probably for the best, given what I know about using dating apps. I definitely have a lot of friends who've got pretty negative experiences from using them. Uh, I know as well that a lot of people are turning away from dating apps and turning towards other apps that weren't intended for dating at all to find love. Yeah, LinkedIn, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) Oh gosh, I hope not. (laughs) I really, really hope not. No, I am in fact talking about TikTok. So apparently this short form video sharing social app has become known as somewhere that its users can find love, especially, it turns out, for women who love women. Wow. Okay. So this is new to me because for me, it's just the funny video app. Right. There is this whole other world to TikTok that I didn't know about either because at the grand age of 30, I have often felt like I am too old for TikTok, which we will actually talk about later. But when I saw this story, I had to know more about it. Why is TikTok the app that is better than dating apps for finding love? And what does that mean for people dating in the digital age? Of course, I wanted to know what it's like inside the lesbian TikTok community. And when we get back, we'll hear from the journalist who broke this story and someone who found romance on TikTok themselves. So we are officially, we made it official last week, my girlfriend. We even went one step further and asked a willing adventurer who had had some bad experiences on the usual dating apps to explore the mysteries of TikTok Man, the things that come up when you type in lesbian on TikTok. Welcome back to Wild Wild Tech. I'm Jordan Erica Weber. And I'm Joshua Rivera. Each week, we're telling surprising stories about how technology is affecting culture. This week, we're finding out how queer women are finding girlfriends on TikTok. But first, let's quickly run through how TikTok was designed to be used. As I said before the break, I am not a TikTok user. Basically, it is a social network for sharing short form video, right? Mm -hmm. So you will have very short clips, you know, usually less than a minute, sometimes a little bit longer. They tend to be anything from like short dances to, to short comedy or just like general how-to DIY stuff. It's like YouTube, but shorter and with the sense of play and fun is how I think of it. And also much younger. 
That's a perfect description. I'll also add that it was the most downloaded app on the App Store in 2018 and 2019, just to give a sense of how huge it is. Uh, And it also has uh, one of the things that makes it special is this For You page, which uses an algorithm to recommend content that users say is really accurately curated to their tastes. So if you've checked out TikTok for yourself, then what do you think of it? Oh, it's great. Or at least the version of it that I, I see when my little brother sends me TikToks, right? Like every now and then he'll send me something. It's usually in Spanish. It's usually very specific. And it's usually very funny. Uh, it, it's great. And it's being used for all sorts of purposes for which it probably wasn't originally intended, including, it turns out, as a dating app, in particular for women who love women. So to find out how, I thought the best place to start was with someone who has direct experience. So. Meet Megan. Hi, I'm Megan. I am a news anchor in Cincinnati, and I found my girlfriend on TikTok. Megan is the perfect example of this, and I am so glad she shared her story with us. So let's start at the beginning. So it all started in June. I have been on TikTok for months at this point. I feel like when the pandemic hit, it was my secret way to just kind of spend some time because (laughs) we had a lot of it. And so at first I was really hesitant because it seemed like just for Gen Z and as a millennial, I was like, this really isn't my place. And you kind of go through, I feel like this weird process where you're like making fun of it. And then you're kind of like, let me just dabble in it. And then I actually started making the videos. But I didn't start making the videos until I understood the like lesbian TikTok culture, which is a culture. It really is quite a culture and one that is so fun and funny and smart. We'll hear all about it a little later. But for now, back to Megan. At first, she's more of a TikTok lurker and a dabbler. But then she heads home to Connecticut. That's where I'm from. Now, my brother is 18 years old. So he's like, oh, you want to do a couple dances with me? So I'm like, oh, God, like I got to learn the like, whoa, and all this stuff. And I started posting them. And he kind of mentioned to me, because I'm a news anchor in Cincinnati for the NBC affiliate, he was like, you know, Megan, if you did something about being a news anchor, I'm sure it would be a hit. And so I kind of said, all right, like, I'll do it. Megan's brother was right. The video was a hit. Clearly all that lurking had paid off. And also I'm a lesbian. And also I have an undercut. So like I had this anchor bob and basically made this video where you saw my undercut, you saw like my little chain, which is like a little lesbian nod in the TikTok community and some sneakers. And I sat down at the anchor desk. Do you want to see this viral video of Megan's? Absolutely, yeah. The song that's playing is Say So by Doja Cat and Nicki Minaj. Okay, so she is getting ready to anchor the news, but she's got like a rad undercut that she's hiding, right? Oh, she's putting on that chain, putting on those sneakers, or as we call them, trainers. It's like somebody getting ready for work and they look incredibly professional, but they're showing you like the little touches of personality, right? Like when somebody wears fun socks, she's got these great big chunky sneakers. This went viral, as they say. I think I am at over 4 million views at that point on that video. So I went from like maybe 20 followers. I now have 310,000. It's been the weirdest, quickest journey. Damn, I am on the wrong app. Listeners, if you want to see this TikTok for yourself, and you definitely should, then you can check the episode description for a link. So... 
Megan is newly TikTok famous as a result of these wonderful videos that she has been making. But of course, that alone, that fame, does not guarantee you a girlfriend. For that, funnily enough, we can thank Megan's ex. She texted me and we're friends now. And she's like, hey, Megan, do you remember Jess? And I had matched with Jess like four years ago on a dating app. That didn't work because we didn't really talk. Like maybe said hi once or twice. And four years went by. Then she saw my TikTok. Jess found Megan through one particular feature of TikTok that we mentioned earlier. I came back up on her For You page, as as it's called. The For You page uses an algorithm to make content recommendations to each individual TikTok user based on factors like their past interactions with other content and features of the videos themselves. So through the magic of the algorithm, the match was made and Jess wanted to get in touch. And you actually cannot direct message someone if they don't follow you back. So she kind of took it off TikTok for a hot second, reached out to my ex and then kind of made the connection. And now we learn TikTok dances together. That's so cute. So after TikTok brought them back together, they went on a date, which went great. And the latest at the time of our interview is... So we are officially, we made it official last week, my girlfriend. Ah, so glad it worked out. Yeah, I love this story, both because it perfectly illustrates what we're talking about in this episode, about TikTok becoming this unexpected place for queer women to find girlfriends. But Megan's story is also interesting because she has experience interacting with the exact same person on both TikTok and a traditional dating app. And she has a theory for why TikTok worked out better. With TikTok, like, she was able to gauge more of my personality. It was like, you get my humor, you get my style, and kind of what I'm about, more so than you would from, like, I don't know, just seeing someone on a dating profile. It feels, like, a little bit more personable. To test Megan's theory about why TikTok is better than traditional dating apps, we spoke to some other queer women, including a journalist called Lena Wilson. I'm Lena Wilson. I'm a culture writer with a focus on film and television and subcultures. Lena wrote an article for the New York Times with the headline, For Lesbians, TikTok is the next Tinder, based on some very fruitful research. I was honestly surprised how many women had found success. When we get back, Lena tells us what she's learned about why women are turning to TikTok as an alternative to the woes of traditional dating apps, with a little of her own personal experience sprinkled into the mix. And we get some of our own queer friends to test out TikTok for themselves and see if they can replicate Megan's success. Welcome back to Wild Wild Tech, where we're talking about how women who love women are finding girlfriends in a surprising place, TikTok. We've met Megan, who met her girlfriend on the app, and we'll shortly hear from Lena, who wrote about this phenomenon for the New York Times. But I actually ended up talking to a whole bunch of queer women for this episode. This is Elizabeth. She popped up on my Twitter radar when she liked one of my tweets about video games, and I spotted something intriguing in her bio that made me want to get in touch. Hi, my name's Elizabeth Lovett, and I'm writing a book about lesbian phone lines. So I don't know if this was ever a thing in the US, because when I tried to do some quick internet research, I just got a lot of offers for hot and sexy lesbian singles. (laughs) Uh, But as you can probably tell from her accent, Elizabeth is in the UK, like me. 
And she's writing a book about these phone lines that existed here decades ago. Which were phone lines that ran from around the late 70s to the 90s. And they're basically like a phone line service that uh, lesbians could use and call up. Um, You could speak to other lesbians. It was all kind of volunteer run. And they would give you advice or they might give you information about uh, different lesbian groups around the place. Um, Or they also were just a a way that other lesbians could just chat to other lesbians, really, and find each other. That's like a whole like ad hoc network for lesbians. Yeah. And it was kind of necessary, right? You know, women have always found ways to find each other throughout history. It was either through writing letters or they would meet in real life, either in secret or, you know, in underground lesbian bars. Places like the Lesbian Line were all about women trying to find each other and set up these little communities, especially when they couldn't be out. Oh, so TikTok is kind of a natural continuation of the lesbian lines in Elizabeth's book then. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, it's even still through your phone. Yeah, you're right. (laughs) So let's leave Elizabeth in the past uh, for the moment and come to our journalist, Lena Wilson, who writes about what's happening now. My number one quarantine hobby has become TikTok lurking, essentially. Lena is not alone in her quarantine hobby. In the UK, Ofcom reports that TikTok reached 12.9 million adults in April compared to just 5.4 million in January. That's a huge jump. Like, I've seen a few people, like, pick up TikTok, but, like, not seriously. And also, I'm a reporter, so I follow a lot of reporters. (laughs) Uh, So, like, that's a little bit skewed. But, like, I haven't personally thought about taking up the hobby. Well, we did start a podcast. Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. That's, that's, un- that's enough new media for me. <laughs> well, when it comes to LGBT people in particular, TikTok can provide more than just entertainment to fill those long lockdown hours. I think that TikTok has become so important for people in the pandemic because, as you said, they might not be quarantining in a space that's so accepting so they can sort of just escape to this little screen where everyone knows what they're talking about. I think a lot about how people aren't stuck maybe in an ideal environment, Mm. right? Like we're all stuck where we are. We all can't go anywhere. And sometimes that's bad. Sometimes, you know, like you just need to reach out to other people and you can't go to those spaces. Right, exactly. Like even those LGBT people who are in lockdown with family or friends who do accept them, or maybe, you know, they live alone, so they don't have to worry about that. They might be especially prone to this kind of lockdown loneliness. I was just talking to my friend Joey about this, who is a gay man. Uh, He actually works at Stonewall here in the UK. He's known for the Twitter hashtag, find Joey a boyfriend. (laughs) If anyone listening wants to check that out. But even though the UK is gradually opening back up, his usual social life, which often involves turning up to big group events at places like gay bars, is still on hold. And Lena is feeling that too. Bars are sort of the number one thing that comes to mind. But, you know, there are also bookstores and other brick and mortar institutions that have housed queer women for decades. I I think a lot of us are on pins and needles to see if those institutions make it through. So in the absence of these physical spaces of refuge, TikTok has become a virtual refuge. But for some people, it's become more than that. It's a place to actually find a date. But how, right? (laughs) Right. (laughs) And to answer that, I, I think it's useful to focus not on what TikTok is, but what it isn't. Because TikTok was never designed to be a dating app. And that's actually a huge selling point. Because there is a certain way that you behave and present yourself on a dating app. Mm -hmm. And it's performance at this point, right? Like we all know what to expect. It doesn't help you figure out what you're getting any better 
when you actually meet the person. Yeah, and even more than that, practically everyone I know who has used a dating app has had a bad experience, especially women, especially queer women. But when it came to explaining why women who love women might be turning away from the likes of Tinder, we wanted to get some especially illustrative horror stories. Luckily, producer Danielle has a friend. We'll call her Kay. Hey. (laughs) Joshua, the stories Kay told us were, as the title of our podcast promises, wild. So, like many people, she had turned to dating apps after a breakup. After this really terrible breakup, I decided to fuck it. Like, this stuff doesn't even matter. I'm just going to try this whole casual dating thing that you see in, like, rom-coms. And there's a reason it's only in rom-coms is because it is a disaster. Yeah, <laughs> like I've seen movies. So she hopped on OkCupid and went on a few dates with women she met there. Like this one where she and her date were at a restaurant and then this guy comes up to them all friendly and her date was like, we met at an orgy a couple of weeks ago. And I was like, okay, <laughs> well, well, you know, that is a good time to meet people. <laughs> Hello, how are you doing? Welcome to the orgy. I'm Josh. You can tell how funny Kay is as a person as she tells these stories. So like this time she met a woman at her house. We're like in the middle of things, shall we say. And she was like, I have cat ears in my closet as well as a leash if you're interested. And I was like, I am allergic to cats, but I do appreciate that generous (laughs) offer. Yeah, she's very unflappable. I like it. (laughs) But for Kay, the cat ears weren't a deal breaker. Try everything twice. They're at the bar, and Kay asks about one of the interests she'd listed on her profile. Politics. So I'm like asking her questions like, you know, so you're interested in politics. Which Kay started to realize could mean a lot of things. And she was like, I kind of do lobbying work. Oh, no. I was like, okay, what is... First of all, I've never met anyone my age who was like, yeah, I'm a lobbyist. You know what I mean? So I was like, all right, that's intriguing. Like, how do you even get into that? And also, like, what are you lobbying for? This could go like so many different directions, right? Yep. Sure can. And um, she's like, well, my boyfriend and I, we campaigned with Rand Paul. And I was like, interesting. Wait, like current boyfriend? Yeah, exactly. All right. And not in a not in a kind of this is cool with everyone way. Like she did not reveal this on the app. Oh man. Like <laughs> what an upsetting thing to find out about somebody because like I'm sure for some of these people they completely divorce it in their mind. It's my job. I am different off the job. But for other people like myself, you can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have no idea what I would have done in her position. And apparently her date then started showing her photos of herself with different Republican politicians. And she was like, you know, we were all, this is my boyfriend. And I told him about you. And I was like, wow, I mean, it's so nice that you told him about me and not like (laughs) vice versa. But I guess you were too busy hanging out with Jeff Sessions. Yeah, cool to meet you, but you can go back to suppressing voting rights. (laughs) We didn't even put all the names in here. There are other names in this story that we did not include. Oh, man. (laughs) 
So, like, the fact that, I mean, A, yes, all the Republicans, but also the fact that she had a boyfriend that she didn't tell her about as well. Like, a load of the women that I spoke to said one of the worst things about using dating apps as a lesbian is that you still can't avoid men. So Lena, our New York Times writer from earlier, brought this up. On pretty much every dating app, it's possible for men to just claim that they like heterosexual cisgender men to just claim that they are women so that they can get into the lesbian dating pool. I don't understand the logic behind that. According to Elizabeth, men were even an issue for the lesbian lines. It happened from the 70s all the way through. I mean, I haven't found a single account of a lesbian line that didn't get any kind of abusive calls on men. Mm, straight men be better. That's, <laughs> that's what, I'm, what I'm going to put out there in the universe. I'm going to use my authority as a podcast host to uh, mandate that straight men (laughs) behave better from the desk of Josh Rivera, Wild Wild Tech co-host. I can definitely see why women would shy away from dating apps, right? So why TikTok instead? As Lena tells it, it comes down to what TikTok does best. For one thing, the content itself. I think on TikTok, you know, not only do you see someone in a more realistic way as in you see them like moving around probably their bedroom, (laughs) you also get to see sort of how they're interacting with things that you might be interested in. Yeah, it's less of like a presentation about yourself and more of a place to be yourself, I think. And that's probably much more appealing. Yeah. And Megan mentioned this earlier when she said TikTok feels more personable than a dating profile. And the, the other reason that Lena gives for why TikTok is better than traditional dating apps is to do with TikTok's most impressive feature. So this algorithm that figures out exactly what kind of content you like and serves it up for you. When I think about being a lesbian interacting with most dating apps, it sort of feels like you're standing on the outside of this bubble and you're watching things sort of come at you right from within the bubble and you don't necessarily know what you're going to get next but on a platform like tiktok you're much more in control of what you're curating because the platform is so attuned to your taste i feel like there is much more at least an illusion of much more control over a feed like tiktok whereas on tinder you're just kind of getting served up what you get served up obviously tiktok didn't exist when i was 17 but i was closeted and living in Florida. And if I had had my own little lesbian Narnia to escape to, whenever I felt a little overwhelmed, I think it would have made a huge difference. Lesbian Narnia is such a great (laughs) quote. That sounds idyllic. (laughs) Right. So naturally, the next logical step was to get our dating app horror storyteller, Kay, to give it a try. That's next, after this. So if you if you pull up the app and you click on discover, uh-huh. then you can type in lesbian and you can select <laughs> Amazing. lesbian TikTok and uh, and see wow. what you find. Well, this so I again I've never like actually like looked in here and I was amazed to see how oh Jesus man the things that come up when you type in lesbian <laughs> what comes on TikTok up? I mean, the very first thing is just like a gigantic pair of bosoms, as uh, George R. R. Martin would say. So we left her to it, sending her on her way to take it as far as she wanted. 
I definitely will look around because like I said, I mean, I've never downloaded it before. So it's kind of interesting mm-hmm. to see what the what the fuss is all about. We were even able to pass on some advice from Melina to give the experiment a little more direction. So here's how it went. So I took I took the email advice from our producers via Lena and went on a, a trolling expedition in the relationship or girlfriend application. Yes, girlfriend application. Ooh, um, yeah, it was highly entertaining and also super interesting. That was not what I was expecting. I mean the youths these days, guys, like they are full of some tricks, you know, like I was like, God, like y'all are next level. There is some serious creativity happening. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. The kids are our future. As you can probably tell, Kay definitely found that TikTok and this community in particular had a lot to offer. Some of them are actually genuinely funny. Like there was this one girl who like had a duvet cover and she was like, this is my girlfriend application. And it was like her like trying to get a duvet like into the duvet cover. And she was like, this is why I need a girlfriend. And I was like, that is funny. I could also use some help there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Can anyone manage that on their own? Yeah. (laughs) One thing we should point out, though, is that Kay found that a lot of the people on TikTok, duvet girl included, were quite young. Really young, you know? But Megan, who told us how she found her girlfriend through the app, thinks that that might change with time. I think TikTok is like any other social media app in that there is always usually the younger generation that holds on to it. And then guess what? The years go by and everyone follows. Do you feel too old for TikTok? I have definitely felt like I am old for TikTok. Though I do wonder how much of that is just a good excuse to not have another feed Uh, on the growing list of things that I check every day. But it sounds like Kay had a positive experience overall, even when she veered away from the girlfriend applications to the lesbian content that wasn't just bosoms. Because it was like a a broader spectrum of people talking about different stuff. And it was like, there's just like genuinely very funny things of just like lesbians encountering each other in, in the wild, like in traffic and that kind of stuff. And like yelling like gay shit at each other and just like driving off, which is really funny to me. Just drive-by queerness, you know? (laughs) (laughs) It's necessary. I appreciate platforms like TikTok or, you know, just social media platforms in general that make a niche for queer people because we inevitably end up using it, like, way more than people probably expected us to because we're so excited just to see each other. Did she find a girlfriend? Not when we caught up with her, but to be fair, we did only give her a couple of days. So that definitely doesn't mean (laughs) that it couldn't happen someday. I definitely think I could find somebody if I spent time on it. We'll have to follow up with Kay in future to find out if she takes her TikTok journey further. Maybe she'll even do a girlfriend application of her own. I feel like it would probably be like probably some sort of dark humor thing about it's just me and my dog here, you know? So if anybody wants to come over here and join this party, I will make you dinner. I think that would do very well. Dogs and food. Great combo. As we learned from Megan, it also helps if you have a lot of followers. It certainly worked for our journalist, Lena. My twin brother found out that I'm on TikTok because someone else sent one of my videos to him because I I popped up on their For You page. And so my twin brother, Kirby Wilson, also a journalist for the Tampa Bay Times, texted me and was like, hey, cool. Um, This came up on someone's For You page. And uh, he was like, it had a lot of likes. And I was like, at that point, I was like, yeah, I have 
43,000 followers. And he was like, what? And I was like, I have 43,000 followers. (laughs) At the time of recording, Lena has nearly 50,000 followers. And that story that she wrote for the New York Times crept into her real life. I went on my first date with someone I had met on TikTok the day this story got published in the New York Times. Um, (laughs) So like life really imitated art on that one. So TikTok is the place to be, it seems. Yeah, it seems like it, huh? Uh, They actually went on a socially distanced hang, as she called it, in a cemetery in Brooklyn. So, you know, you really can find people with the same kinds of interests as you, even if those interests are hanging out in cemeteries. Oh, man, I think I know exactly where that cemetery is because I live across the street from it. We'll have to wait and see what happens with TikTok in the US. But if people still feel comfortable using it when this episode comes out, then I kind of hope that it introduces some new people to this world that they might not have otherwise known about. Maybe more women will check it out. Maybe not to look for a girlfriend, uh, but for something all of our guests spoke to. Community. I think TikTok is offering a virtual space that is accessible to anyone with a smartphone. Lesbians especially have so few spaces in the physical world. And so I think a lot of people are trying to figure out how do I find my people online? You genuinely just want to make friends, but that's the only way you can find other queer people. Like it's nice that TikTok can do both, you know, like you're allowed to message people if you want, but you also can just like meet friends and be like, that was really funny. Good luck with your dupe or whatever. This is the way that I think women who like women want to engage with each other. It's relatable. There's so many different ways that we're able to connect with each other. I mean, honestly, like if I was a little baby gay that didn't know many other lesbians, this would just be so much fun. So before we started researching this story, I had no idea that women were finding girlfriends on TikTok. But now that we've talked through the hows and the whys, Joshua, I want to know, are you surprised by this? Or is it just the natural progression of any technology that is designed to bring people together? I think it makes a lot of sense now that like it's been broken down. Because we see this happen all the time. There's just so much content and so many people there. You naturally just want to create your own little circles. Like, you know, the way we talk about Twitter, like sports Twitter, or, you know, on Instagram, like inspo content. Or we mm. just sort of like mm. create these circles And I've seen the same thing happening on on TikTok. Like this story is very much about what you would call, quote unquote, lesbian TikTok. There was a viral story about like witch TikTok, where like, you know, people who practice, you know, witchcraft had a big controversy. There was also anime TikTok for people who like anime or it's just all over the place. Like I just showed you something from Latinx TikTok. Mm. And it's really cool that you have that, right? Yeah, because like, Not everyone is going to relate to your experiences or understand your jokes. And when you are communicating with like these bite-sized bursts, you don't want to play to everyone. Like you can't. You want to talk to your people. Producer Janielle thinks that human beings are at our most innovative when we're trying to find love or, you know, get laid. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Dating is performance and like good dating is making that performance genuine and not... Uh, misrepresenting yourself because that's just crappy behavior. That's a conversation for a whole other podcast. But I would love to know if any of our listeners or people that they know have found love using technology in an unexpected way. So please, if you have a story like that, let us know by reviewing the show and Apple Podcasts and leaving us a comment there. If you want to join Lena's growing TikTok fan base, you can find her on the app at Neil's Mom, N-E-I-L-S-M-O-M. 
And if, like me, you want to learn more about the lesbian lines of the 1970s, follow Elizabeth on Twitter at Elizabeth Lovett, which is L-O-V-A-T-T. You can also find Megan on TikTok at Megan.Mitchell, and that has four L's, so it's M-I-T-C-H-E-L-L-L-L. Though do remember, her girlfriend application is currently closed. Next time on Wild Wild Tech, we'll explore the phenomenon of fake reviews and talk to someone who reached number one on TripAdvisor with a restaurant that wasn't even real. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to the show and leave us a review. Your feedback does help us make the show better. Wild Wild Tech is a Studio 71 original podcast and a spoke media production. It's hosted by me, Jordan Erica Weber, and Joshua Rivera. You can find us at jordanweber.com and on Twitter at jmrivera02. Our producers are Cody Hofbockel and Janielle Kastner, with help from Reyes Mendoza, Trey Jones, and Caroline Hamilton. This episode was mixed by Will Short. Our executive producers are Stephen Perlstein and Andrew Seeley for Studio 71, and Aliyah Tavakolian and Keith Reynolds for Spoke Media. Special thanks to my wonderful panel of women who love women, Megan, Lena, Elizabeth, and Kay, for sharing their stories and experiences. Be sure to check out the show description for links to Megan's TikTok and Lena's article. Thanks for listening. So, like, we're talking about, like, the regular apps, right? Mm -hmm. Like Tinder, regional Tinder... <laughs> this could be like the Easter egg. Me just guessing more. <laughs> Trying all this dating. We're just apps. coming up with new uh, names okay, for Cupid. very specific uh, niches. Yeah.